Hello listeners, this is Yakez's Life Advice. We are Yakez, the most adorable married musical duo in the world. I'm Twitter. And I'm Poppy John. We've been through so much this past year, medically, personally, spiritually. And we're coming out on the other side with new perspective and drastic life changes. We're here to share this with you. And we'd like for you to join us on this journey of transformation. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Yaquez's Life Advice. This week's theme is the darkest hour, as in the darkest hour is just before the dawn. An old saying that... Um, basically says you know when you get to your lowest point when things seem completely hopeless that's when things actually start to improve hope is not lost Mm, we have been in a way living this reality this very hard year for us which uh we'll discuss we'll discuss this will be our illness reveal episode yeah so <laughs> Can't wait for that. Yes, we are so excited. Now, uh, eh, it's a little nerve wracking, but sometimes the truth uh, will set you free. And we're hoping to be set free by revealing ourselves and sharing with our community what we've been going through. Yeah, so uh, you'll be hearing in the background a song, the song of the day, in fact. It's called Season in Exile. It's a new track that uh, should be appearing on our forthcoming Further Into the Future album, which has been forthcoming for about 10 years. It's been 10. Yeah. Farther Into the Future. some ways uh, we will be in a bit of our own quarantine exile yes uh, there will be a period of few months exile but uh, first uh, maybe a little housekeeping sure 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 I guess we should thank everyone uh, we have had three episodes prior to this one and the feedback has been extraordinary we thank everyone for for listening and uh for giving us ratings high ratings um, i wanted to thank in particular garoa p for saying i love yakez elbow to the face for anyone who doesn't on my way to steal a car now wild this is a wild person <laughs> we have some wild fans 
Uh, I don't condone violence, but you know what? We do. Uh, uh, we watch wrestling for many years, and so I've consumed a lot of uh, entertaining uh, fake violence. And so I'm just going to say, Garoa P, thank you. Thank you for the wonderful rating and for the little shout-out on our Apple iTunes page. Hee-haw! Okay, so I guess really it makes sense to start from the beginning, chronologically. Uh, first, I think we should say that we will be going through a period of a few months here where Risa is going through a treatment that requires quite a long and arduous recovery for three months. Three months. Three months, which isn't that long, but you know what? It is just enough time, uh, I think, to really uh, recuperate, and uh, life's going to be quite different, yeah, for three months. Yeah, and... Uh, We could use some help, too. We have a GoFundMe going because during this time, neither of us will be able to work. Larissa will be required to have around-the-clock care by me for three months. Yeah, you would like it. You would like it. You know, I love how, first of all, I keep reminding John that, you know, don't put this on me, Ricky Bobby. There's a good chance I might not need round-the-clock care. I might be just fine. He's really rearing up for this, you know, my invalid state. Yeah, he's he's rearing up for this. This is what I'm going to do. Oh. <laughs> Was that loud? <laughs> uh, okay, right. so before we get to the particulars of... Our illnesses. That, of that particular illness, we should just go back to... How this whole period of uh, illnesses and um, dark times started, and I guess chronologically might be the best way to do that. And it started with me um, in 2018, well probably a little before that's when I first started noticing weird things happening to me, uh, bleeding profusely, little scratches, bruising easily, um, such, such things as that. High anxiety. We, we High actually anxiety, yeah, thought sure. that you were having an anxiety problem. Which I was. But it was compounded by the fact that I had gone to the depths of alcoholism um, that I was in denial about uh, to everyone, including myself. I was hiding it from my wife uh, out of shame, out of guilt, uh, thinking that I was going to eventually climb out of the hole, but it got... I got too far in, and it was uh, almost too late for me. And this, we discovered while in Spain for a yakhead show, when um, Larissa left me at the hotel for a bit, and I began coughing up blood rather profusely. She returned to find me on the bed in a pool of blood, took me to the emergency room. <sighs> yeah, and so. You know, I think uh, down the road we'll go down. It's th- th- this will be into some separate conversations and other podcasts. Obviously, I think this is a lot to kind of condense into one. But um, you know, there will be something on um, addiction and sobriety and all of that. But basically, so during that time in Spain, I was uh, in and out of a coma for the better part of eight days. There were seizures. Um, I went through complete withdrawal. Um, and I got back to the States, uh, went into rehab, um, and started taking my health seriously. 
uh, really for the first time in my life, probably. Um, well, I would like to add, I'll just say, though, that you were a very functioning, a super highly functioning alcoholic, and that was probably part of your curse, was that this John is not someone who behaved uh, wild at parties or would spend a night in jail or you'd be troublesome if anything you, you know, read books and listen to records and have a very sort of quiet home life where you were hiding a lot of this yeah yeah, yeah. so uh i don't know just to say i think that that is a part of it that a lot of this uh, in a way, your illness is what really outed you and saved your life. Your the event that you had, um, yeah, and the hemorrhage it, that you had. It, it did save my life, and also in a way, it kind of saved us because at the time we didn't have a comprehensive of health insurance, so we got on a good plan that covered uh, my medical needs, and lo and behold, it would cover uh, hers uh, when she found out something shortly thereafter. Anyway, I started recovering. Uh, in in all ways possible, I guess. Um, they did find that there was quite a bit of liver damage, um, liver cirrhosis. I uh, basically is a cautionary uh, move for the most part. Uh, was placed on a liver transplant list in case things got really bad because it takes quite a while to get a liver. Turns out in New York, especially especially in New York. Um, I don't need one right away, but if you got one laying around, let me know. You can email me, <laughs> yakez, gmail.com. You know, if someone donates a part of their liver to John, they, they take like a third of it, they give it to John, it fixes his liver, and then the, uh, the person with the healthy liver, their liver grows back. Healthier than ever, I hear. Is it, It's true. Yeah, and it takes years off that person's life. Um, Does it? Are you lying? No. Really? They develop a little gold halo that <laughs> hovers over their heads. Uh, um, so anyway. Uh, yeah. So anyone? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, my <laughs> uh, my scores that all the indicators of uh, my liver problems have been stable for a long time, but they've actually also gone down slightly. Mm. So I'm. In uh, less of a state with that, uh, it's still something that, um, you know, it's not going to go away fully, but it could, I hold out hope that it will improve. And just this summer, um, I had another lingering effect from when I got back from Spain of, I had, a, it's called a pseudoaneurysm. It's a fancy way of saying a small tear in the artery of my arm that was, Leaking out a little bit of blood, it caused a formation of uh, t muscle tissue, and it caused this big mass on my arm. And it got, it was there until, you know, for about a year, um, almost exactly, really. And it eventually got really big, and had to have emergency operation on it, and uh, closed off the artery in my arm, and it. That was like kind of like the last uh, remnant, or at least um, real physical reminder of everything that happened last year, and it's finally gone, and it held up quite nicely. I didn't lose any feeling in my hand or movement, so that's Th good. Thank you very much to the wonderful surgeons and care team at NYU Langone Hospital, uh, who, you know, they were monitoring this for a year and weren't sure. They weren't confident about doing surgery because they weren't sure how John's liver would react 
And uh, but thankfully he was on the liver transplant list before it happened, and uh, it all went great. I mean, I saw what you came through, uh, what you came out of in Spain, and th- this guy is a hardy lion. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You are a hardy, right. hardy. No, nope. har- there's no lion sound effect on there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you. No, please stay seated. <laughs> Okay, but uh, during, I'm going to turn this over now. And like I said, we'll go down these paths and in little side paths in the future uh, dealing with these things. This is just kind of an all-encompassing health reveal because a lot of people have asked, a lot of people have been wondering, a lot of people just don't know anything. Um, so we're just kind of putting it all out there, especially now that we are in a time of need financially and Oh, so we're going to be kind of disappearing from the world for a few months. People might be wondering where the heck we are. So this leads us to uh, Larissa, who, while I was recovering, um, we got on good health insurance. I was starting to come back to a place of uh, normalcy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in time for my body to freak out. Uh, oh, can I just say that right before she found out what she's about to reveal, we had a New Year's Eve toast. Um, I toasted with, I believe it was effervescent uh, raspberry-flavored coconut water <laughs> and a champagne flute. And, uh, did you have actually? I had kombucha. Yeah, kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> Which ended up, we ended up throwing away like a few days later. Started crawling out of the fridge. <laughs> um, and during the toast, I was like, okay, to a better year. Couldn't be any worse than this past one. And it's too soon. <laughs> so uh, in the... In the stress of everything that happened in Spain, and I do want to add really quickly that incredibly generous people uh, helped us with the basically paying out of pocket the expense for John's care for 15 days uh, in a hospital in a foreign country. Yes, thank you, everybody. And that's why it feels even hard to even ask for more help now, but... Yes. You gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. Yeah, it, it does feel hard. Um, but sometimes, uh, I mean, the gravity of what we've been dealing with, there's points where I, I, I just want to say, uh, of course, I'm going to avoid talking about my story because it's really hard. Uh, but I will preface it by saying that it's, for me, it's important to note that this is not just about um, revealing all of the dark times we've had and kind of wallowing in that but saying that both John and I I believe have truly found an opportunity for serious uh, spiritual uh, mental and physical almost a complete turnaround of our lives uh, because of the gravity of of all of this that's happened yeah ironically in some ways we're better um, yeah overall yeah and I think that's the point. To me, that's the real point of this reveal today and talking about it. And I think that exactly what we're talking about is the reason, John, that your numbers mysteriously, uh, I mean, I don't think it's an accident that uh, as they're monitoring the health of your liver and the different things, which seem to kind of being stayed in this stasis for a long time, things are starting to improve for you. 
and for me as well. And I think we're taking an even more concerted effort toward uh, the level of a, a higher consciousness and just deeper, super committed, um, healthy practices through and through. And so for me, gosh, let me, okay, we know that John's able to summarize and be succinct, and this is not very easy for me. I like the long wind. I like the long wind story. I'm going to try and summarize. You like the long wind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, no. No, no. Get the other harbor. There we go. That's me. Long wind. Long wind Larissa. Okay. I'm going to try and summarize. This is going to be a real... Uh, I'm going to make believe I'm in like ballet class or something, just doing a task, simple task, simple complex task. Uh, I had crazy back problems. The moment John was like rose out of his uh, state that he was in and was able to get around, all of a sudden my back went kapooey. But my back had been going kapooey about every eight months for a couple of years, as well as crazy leg injuries that I kept having. I mean... I was in PT, I feel like, for a long time. And I always thought, uh, oh, it's dance. Dance is, uh, dance is messing me up. Dance is bad for you. You shouldn't do it anymore after a certain age. What's wrong with me? <laughs> and, uh, but being a Pilates instructor and a dancer all my life, I would always go through PT and improve and improve. And so I never really had to get an MRI because I would always improve. Until finally, there was no more improvement. Uh, I performed, and many people saw a show. It was December 2018 at Abrams Art Center. Could barely uh, bend to pick up a pencil. Wasn't sure I'd be able to do the show. Uh, did it. And about two weeks later, right before the holidays, I think finally my spine fractured. It fractured. Uh, essentially, my primary care doctor, who John and I both saw today, lovely woman, Dr. Cicero Sosa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's a great doctor. She ordered me an MRI and uh, had a tumor, a tumor encompassing my entire L2 vertebra. And pouring, this tumor was kind of pouring into the left nerves. Uh, that correspond with the left thigh. All of my left leg problems for about two years were uh, now explained in my hip problems. And, uh, you know, they were like, God, you're so healthy. You have all these these other markers seem fine. Uh, this is most likely a, what's called a solitary tumor. It's, it's just uh, most likely benign and... Uh, and of course, I had such hope that, oh, of course, I think that's what it must be. And then, uh, you know, all this stuff happened very quickly. Uh, biopsies, this, that, tests. And uh, I was going to file some paperwork, simple paperwork for, uh, for uh, some work leave. And I was given the diagnosis that indeed it was not a solitary tumor. I had multiple myeloma, which is bone marrow cancer. And and early stage, it was caught. Mo most people who get this diagnosis are in their 70s. Uh, it's an old person's disease in many ways. And when it is finally detected at that age, people's, you know, their skeletons just breaking all over the place. 
So lucky for me that I did have this event of form in the very center of my body. It was caught while I'm in my early 40s. Uh, and have ever since, you know, went through a course of radiation for a month. Uh, the tumor is gone. It responds very well to light dose radiation and um, and have been on what they call immunotherapy biologic treatments to get the myeloma cells down. Essentially, my blood, the I believe it's the immune system, what would normally be antibodies that are created in your blood, um, my blood is creating extra antibodies that are of no use, and they are crowding out the normal healthy ones. So kind of these, essentially these rogue cells that then attack your bone marrow. So I have been, with the help and the love of family and friends and John, um, <laughs> amazing power husband, and the... And the animals, Mila and Ellington, my nurses, uh, they've all been my uh, my support team, my caretakers, and I have fared really well. In fact, people might even have seen me or seen me around and have no idea that I have cancer. And uh, as John said, I would like to do a separate episode just about multiple myeloma at a certain point, and I think I'll even have a lot more to say about it as uh, essentially... In my treatment, I've plateaued. I, I, my numbers dropped pretty rapidly in the beginning, and uh, I've been faring very well with my treatments, thankfully, uh, but I'm plateaued. I'm, I'm not uh, quite at remission uh, sort of numbers yet, and since I am healthy and strong and vital, and actually my back doing so much better, my whole body doing so much better, uh, uh, it has been advised that I have what's called a stem cell transplant, which is essentially two days of intense chemotherapy. Actually, it's just a half an hour each, you know, sitting, sitting or whatever. Uh, but the, will have an effect on my body in days and days after that. And I will be injected with my own stem cells that were harvested in July, actually a couple of days after John had his emergency arm surgery. You know, we, we happen to just sort of sneak these things in for one another, don't we? Yeah, I wish we could break this habit. Oh, oh uh, I, I, am, I am very... Uh, focused on us breaking this cycle of the back and forth like this. Uh, yeah, I really, really believe and striving for us to turn a corner with all this. An even kill, a good even kill. Yeah, uh, a joyful life and emerge. Uh, you know, you, you never realize until something like this happens uh, how much, uh, just how beautiful it would be to, for me, I think about this, to, to actually go into old age. You, you take it for granted. You just think, oh, here's life it's passing it's stressful i'm gonna get old but it's like you might not get old i really want to get old uh i want to live and i feel like uh i've got through this i'm more connected to what i have to live for and for the you know just the gratitude for every day yeah. truly don't and i feel like you you have yeah, that as every well. day no one's guaranteed it tomorrow. Every moment is precious. Man, yeah, truly. So you're going through this treatment. Yeah. Chemotherapy, uh, which 
will uh, is designed to zap, as the doctor so delicately put it, <laughs> zap the cancer into remission. Zap those myeloma cells. Yeah. However, um, it will also zap her immune system. It basically takes her white blood cell count to zero. Yes, I will be like a preemie child, little preemie baby. Yeah, so that's why she's at a high risk of infection. Um, that's why can't really be around people too much. Um, has to be in a really clean environment. Uh, you have cat, to stay. A cat th- and dog cannot lick her. Can't lick me. I can't be licked in the face. Can't I can't have salad. Can't have berries. Can't have plants. You have to be three feet away, and I might make that six feet, depending on how I feel. Yeah, we. She can't <laughs> eat after midnight or get wet. <laughs> I do have to shower every day. You, you, you read that damn manual. Let me tell you. I, John, all of a sudden I wake up and he's like, you know, you're going to have to do this. Guess what? Like, I learned. Get away from my manual. Hey. Don't, don't read it. You love this. I don't love this. Okay, no, you don't love this. I don't know. You seem to I savor just, some of the no. aspects of my invalid state. No, I d- absolutely <laughs> do not. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I want to be able to be as helpful and as informed as I can be Mm. to help you. And sometimes I feel like with just the overwhelming amount of information that goes along with something like this, that it's impossible for one person like yourself, especially since you're the one that's going through it to retain all this information. And I'm certainly Mm -hmm. not retaining it all. Don't get me wrong. But if I retain half of it and you retain the other half, we'll we'll be all right. Well, you know, and you bring up a good point with a lot of this stuff. I I have a very uh, back and forth relationship with being informed. There's moments where I really would, I definitely don't claim to myself that I have cancer. To me, I feel like cancer has come into my life. Uh, as as a sort of blessing to get me to a different place, uh, I I even in the languaging I don't say that I'm fighting cancer. Um, I like to think of it as sort of saying a goodbye to it, like I, I don't need you anymore. Thank you so much, and I release you. I don't know. I have very specific ways of languaging all this for myself. And part of that, so getting back, is that uh, I don't like to read up too much on side effects and this and that. And I just like to stay deeply, deeply, deeply connected to myself and the sensation of my body and listening to myself. And I I, think that's a good positive way of going about it. Yes. I think it is important to remember that, yeah, cancer did come into your life. And I think now we're just taking the steps to tell cancer that it's no longer welcome there, and it's time for it to go. Yes, go and and for me, I truly believe that unless there's some serious, serious change, like through and through, deep, deep change that you can implement for the better in your life, I think it could come back. You know, I noticed, because I I watch, that's the one thing, is that I do watch the number markers. I'm very curious about it all the time. There was a certain point where I was what they called plateau. So plateau is like your numbers stay. Now, staying could be anywhere from, let's say my numbers dropped from a 25 where I started to a 9.25 in my first month of treatment. That's kind of huge. 
huge drop of the this is some the whatever the marker of the myeloma cells. But as I started getting back to life, it was 10.25. It was 11.75. It was to me it was called plateaued, but it was going up. And I started to get, I, I really looked at that and I thought, hmm, I'm just kind of getting back to my old worker bee ways and a little bit stressed and not quite, not quite staying actually as focused on my real deep inner well-being that, that I had when I was like really laid up in bed in radiation, like in that time period. So I looked at that and I did some extra work. And I was not surprised as, uh, am I just, I'm just going to plug Michelle Boulay constantly <laughs> for, for the rest of my life. But I did her course, her, uh, consciousness raising, life coaching, energetic medicine course. And guess what? No surprise, no surprise. My numbers dropped to the lowest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No surprise there, my friends. And guess what? John's numbers dropped too. So, and my numbers have been steadily dropping actually. So it's all considered plateau, but it's plateau from nine to 11 to now it's 7.8. And where I should be is two, uh, something like 2.5 to 0.5 is where, what would be considered myeloma free. So anyway, not a surprise to me that deep, deep, deep inner work, deep, 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 soul work, self-compassion, love, radical joy, getting in touch, uh, helps the body, helps the body heal. Okay, so that's where we are in terms of the, the darkest hour. But now uh, we're trying to move past that to the dawn. But I think it's also important to, to mention that it's not all doom and gloom for us. Even mm-hmm. during this, even mm-hmm. during how hard it's been, um, seemingly insurmountable things happening to us, we do cling on to joy. We we find hope. We find optimism. We find, you know, pleasure. You know, just in the everyday, some seemingly mundane things that we've taken for granted for years, and mm-hmm. and I think that's important. And I and I just hope that everyone can do that. Mm, and maybe uh, not have to suffer such uh, uh, don't, trials don't, don't, <laughs> tribulations. Don't go our route. <laughs> we didn't ask for this. I mean, I no, didn't ask. No, I'd never ask for this. I didn't ask for this. If I did, then I was clearly drunk and more of a drunk than I even knew. <laughs> and I got to say, though, you know, that has been, it's not, that has been a question that I refuse to entertain because I think it's a, it's just one, it's, it's speak of darkest hour. They're like, why did this happen to us? It's like, eh, not a great question. Mm-hmm. It just has. And you know what? To be with it and truly embrace the trouble, <laughs> embrace the dilemma and say, okay, okay, dilemma, you are a blessing. And I, I'm not going to get stuck in going, why us? Why, huh? Uh, you know, I do find that one of the hardest things that you have to hear people say is like, boy, you too. Like, oh, you both. And it's like, yeah, you don't think I have to avoid. I actually have to avoid thinking in those terms about us. Yeah, I remember um, a good friend of mine 
when I was telling him about everything, he was quite shocked and basically said, well, this isn't fair. And it reminded me of uh, one of my favorite scenes in a movie, in the movie Unforgiven, um, when Clint Eastwood <laughs> is about to kill Gene Hackman's character. Um, Clint Eastwood is William Money, and he's about ready to kill little Bill. And little Bill says, and I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing this, I'm not sure exact words, but he said something along the lines of, no, you know, this isn't fair. You know, that, you know, that he's going out that way. And Clint Eastwood's character just replied, fair ain't got nothing to do with it. Mm. And that's it. You know, fair doesn't have anything to do with this. But it is what it is, you know. I hate using that word. But, um, mm, and it's then what you make of it. It's what you make of it. It's what you get from it. It's where you take what you take from it. What you can take from it. You can take something from this, and you can go somewhere else with it. Mm. And that's what's important. It's an opportunity for grace, grace in action. And what I find is is how to keep the work going where it's not just about, so as an example, I believe this Mel Flan, this chemo I'm going to get, this whole stem cell thing, yeah, it's medically it's going to knock uh, or zap, as they call it, the myeloma cells. But I... I believe it's about maybe continuing that grace work and seeing where else it can take us, take me, take our family, um, that will actually be what sort of keeps me healthy and cancer-free moving forward. Yeah, I think what we've, um, well, I would say what we've learned about each other, at least I, speaking for myself, what I've learned about us is that we are survivors, we are fighters, mm -hmm. and you can't hold sexy down. <laughs> can't hold that Leo down. Woo. <laughs> oh, getting a little Ric Flair. Woo. Getting a little flair. Yeah, you can't hold this uh, uh, Sagittarius centaur horse down. I take my tail goes side to side, and I take my little turds, and I run, and then I, I shoot my arrow. And... Hmm. <laughs> Not quite as cool as a lion surveying the, the land from a high mountaintop. Choosing his prey. We know it's the female lions that do all the work anyway. No, that's fake news. <laughs> oh, Aha. oh, no, 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 wait, wait. Oh, God, what an awful why, sound effect. Why, why did you even play that? Well, I didn't, I didn't like, I don't, I don't like hearing references to what uh, Dump says. All right. Well, I think Thanks. this is it. <laughs> I, I, this has been our illness reveal. I think we did it. Illness has been revealed. <sighs> so you know That's what? It's a load off, huh? If so, so from now on, if anyone says, "How's your back? What happened to you?" Listen to our episode. I don't speak about it in public, but listen to the listen to it. Yeah, it's a bit hard to go into it, and, and especially in passing, be like, "Well, how much time you got?" Yeah, and it's also depending on the mood you're in. If how much you want to divulge or how far you want to go into it. And also it's hard to always have it in the forefront of your mind and constantly be reminded of it. I mean, you never forget about it, but you don't need to 
Always be dwelling on it, I guess. No, but you do kind of forget. I actually feel like you and I both. Yeah. I mean, I have yeah. moments of feeling. I feel imperfect health. So. Yeah, that is a, that's right. the crazy thing about him. But that, I think that's a that is something to hold on to. That's the gold right there. Our doctor told me today I look like a young boy. <laughs> she did, she did. She and you do look like a young boy. Yeah, I do. Not like too young. She told me my legs were great. She's like, you have great legs. And she's like, look at you. What, what everything you've gone through, and you know, it's like, thank you. Wait, were we? Just the victim, victims of sexy harassment <laughs> by our doctor. I love it. Oh, she's such a beautiful mother in Latina. She's Dominican. She told me I had nice legs. I'll take it. She said my hair looked good. <laughs> <laughs> no gray. Oh. All right. Well, that's it for now, I guess. Um, but like I said, you know, we are going into uh, a self-exile for a few months we will be trying our best to uh pump out some podcasts during that time mm-hmm. though keep everyone updated with what's going on yes it uh, may be hard for us to respond to uh direct messages and such you know keep that in mind we will try to if you reach out to us but we will try to you know communicate with the world um in our various ways. Um, yes, we can share. We'll, we we may put out a podcast or two if I have the energy for it, maybe with a Skype guest, but we will also be able to update about how I'm doing on our GoFundMe page. Yes. And we will share the link to that in the information uh, associated with this episode. And, you know, I just do want to stress that we... And we got this incredible medical coverage because of your uh, outpatient rehab. The minute we walked in there, they said, why are you two are not on a New York State health insurance plan? And uh, they immediately got us covered in one day. They talked us through it. They made it happen. And so we have been beautifully covered. So the GoFundMe is not for any medical expense but it is literally to keep the lights on yeah pay rent pay our bills uh pay for groceries we do have some money saved up we're not spendthrifts but we have been in kind of a dire financial situation for a while now because of all this stuff yeah i have uh, right now we're especially in need so if anybody could help anything at all that'd be great and if you know if you can't contribute money that's we obviously understand that situation but no Maybe share share our GoFundMe on social media or just uh, keep us in your thoughts and your prayers and yes. send good vibes our way. Send good vibes and please, I would love to stress that in your thoughts about us, uh, think positively. Think uh, about the most robust and full and healthy and well versions of us that you can imagine. Because let me tell you, part of the reason I didn't reveal this stuff is that I don't want to deal with all the woe is me and all of the association people have with the cancer word, which I think I've said cancer more in this episode than I have in like the past like the freaking three months. Um, uh, that I don't want. I don't want those vibes on me. I don't want them even, you know, uh, on me in the distance. So think well. Think well of us. And most importantly, more important than anything else, if you take anything away from this, 
is to give us a high rating on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. On iTunes, yeah. Google Play. Give us those five stars. Yeah, give us five stars. Five stars. Write little messages. Write cute messages. messages. Yeah. yeah. Thank Share you with gr- your friends. Thanks, Gorilla P. That's been Yakez's Life Advice. And I advise you to tune in again next time.